0: Hey everyone, this is Jeff Stevens and this is the Creative Stick Up. On this week's show, I've got my first uh, out-of-town guest ever, uh, but he did come through St. Louis and spend some time at CORE. Wade Pascal steps up to the plate this week. He currently runs an agency in Boulder called Grenadier, um, and how he got there is a great story. We talk a little bit about great account people, what it takes to be a great writer, and his journey from Lawrence, Kansas, to L.A., to Boston. Through St. Louis and on to Boulder. Uh, so enjoy my conversation with Wade Pascal.
1: Is that right? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't Gosh, I thought we would have talked about that. I, yeah, I was. I was. I was to think uh, if did. Yeah, I don't think we. I don't think we did. I was. Uh, yeah, I was born. I was born and raised there. Um, went kindergarten through college. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah.
0: Well, what were the years?
1: Uh, let's see. Uh, I graduated high school in '84 okay. and college in '89.
0: Cool. so you were there. I graduated in '90. So you were okay. there for the Danny Manning. Thing. I was. Yeah, I was.
1: And actually Danny Manning went to Lawrence High. Yes he did. That's funny, did you uh, know? My senior year. Oh, I mean I you know I mean, Obviously. I, <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm in the hallways. I am sure if you asked him today he would have no clue who I am. It, but that's uh funny.
0: Yeah. So what was it like growing up in this college town, because Lawrence is a funky town, I don't. and if you've never been there, if you just think of Kansas, right, you're like, oh, there can't be anything hip in Kansas. But then if you've been to Lawrence or grew up in Lawrence or have ever been around it, it's an amazing little college town, right?
1: It, it is, yeah.
0: And uh, I mean, I can't imagine just like growing up there, did it inform your creativity? Did you or do you feel like, oh, yeah, this was a great place to grow up?
1: You know, it really took me leaving Lawrence to appreciate <laughs> it. You know, how good it was. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I mean, like I, you know, my parents were like. Uh, so my my parents um, had three children, and then ten years later they had two more. So my parents oh, wow. were were like Depression era people. Right. And uh, so like. So you, you
0: were know, you were on the back end of that. Yeah, I was the I was the baby. Yeah. So you were you had older grandparents or older parents who'd kind of grown yeah. up in the Depression.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so we never went anywhere, you know, I mean, like, yeah. when I was growing up, like, you know, like, my parents' idea of a vacation was, like, we're going to go to Arkansas and paint your grandma's house, you know, <laughs> right. and so, so really, it wasn't until, like, I did what I think every Midwesterner mm-hmm. either does or contemplates, which was as soon as I, like, left school, I, I uh, went immediately to a coast, yeah. and I went to Southern California, you know. And that was and, your-
0: first yeah you just yeah that's great I mean jumped right out there and and it's funny I think a lot of people get stuck and if they don't do it right out of college some people can't quite ever get out and I you know I just think that's like such a powerful thing to do It's like get it get somewhere right yeah
1: exactly exactly and so it wasn't really until I had kind of been out in the world a little mm-hmm. bit that I really appreciated where I came from and I'm very proud of it now I mean my the people I work with get so tired of me talking about words. <laughs> you know, they
0: just, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. That's funny. I know it it is a great time. I'm like a seventh generation Jayhawk. My entire, my son's name's Hutchinson. My whole family's from Kansas. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's a little ridiculous. Yeah. And I, I love Lawrence. I love Lawrence. That's when I'm, you know, I'll get my kids back and try to brainwash them into that. Do you have kids?
1: I do. I have a, I have a 10 year old son and, uh, and I, and I actually always, joke with my wife that mm-hmm. he's going to be a Jayhawk but my wife is uh, is my wife is Chinese and so she's very much that like you know we have one child and he has to be a neurosurgeon, Supreme Court justice, yeah. concert pianist <laughs> kind of thing so whenever I, I mention that he would go to a state school she like shudders you know
0: <laughs> That's funny. Is he into any of those things? Yeah he's really into the
1: Jayhawks just because I'm yeah. So fanatical yeah, at yeah. basketball season.
0: That's I know, right? So, yeah. That's all we yeah. got to live for.
1: That's right. That's, That's right.
0: right. So you get you get out to California, and did you know you wanted to be a writer, or did you have any pretense of any of this stuff, or yeah, marketing I, so, major?
1: Yeah, I, there was a guy that I that I knew in college. He was a few years older than me. I actually knew his younger sister. It was a guy named Scott Nelson, okay. who was a writer at like um, I think he was at Leo Burnett, and he was at Foot and Belding, and and so I had. I had met him uh, one, on a visit to see his sister in Lawrence, mm-hmm. and he kind of he kind of turned me on to the one show books and communication arts. Okay, and uh, and so when I got out there, I mean, really, I was so intimidated by all of that that I became a traffic person and an account guy for like my first five years in the business. That's funny, and uh, and it wasn't until like about five years in that I really got serious about putting a book together
0: that's funny you know i had started i did the exact same thing i'd come out of a different industry and didn't know i like i show up to an agency and i think i got put in it because i'm like i don't know what agencies do and it was pretty much a disaster i was not a very good (laughs) account person yeah
1: nor was i nor was I. is
0: isn't that funny yeah did did you find yourself like looking at creatives and going i think i'm better than this creative i think i can hang with these guys Yeah.
1: I mean, there was a, there was a little bit of that, but there was also, you know, just the, you know, those people seem to be like they're having the most fun in this place, you (laughs) know, and, and look, they wear jeans and, you know, and and to work. And so there was, you know, that was a big part of it uh, as well. Yeah.
0: So you put, you put a book together, you just like kind of built your own briefs or built your own book or? No, so, there was a
1: there was a pl- there was a place in L.A. and I lived in Orange County and a, there was a place in L.A. called a bookshop, mm-hmm. and uh, and this was like before there were ad schools really, yeah. you know, this was sort of a, a, a workshop version, and it was a nine week course and it was basically designed to, you know, you do a campaign a week and then at the end of it you'd you'd have a book and, wow. and yeah and that's what I did and and it was great it was really um, one of the things that I love about our business and our and the creative side especially is the litmus test of I want to be a writer or an art director and I've, I can't tell you how many people I have had since I became a writer a, or since I became a creative director and, and uh, have come through my door you know out of school and said I want to become a writer or a an art director and I said, "Great, you got to go put together a book." And mm-hmm. as soon as they hear it, they're like, "Oh, I, I just thought you know you'd hire me off of this, you know, <laughs> you know this thing I submitted to the school newspaper." I'm like, "No, it doesn't work like that." And so you really figure out quickly who you know who yeah. uh, wants it and who doesn't. Yeah, you know, which I like that.
0: It's, that's so true. I, I know, and it's. It's funny that the, the term writer sort of is a catch-all. And lots of people think at some point that they want to do that, right? Yeah. And uh, I, I, it is putting in the time. It is sitting down and writing something. And I was in the same exact place as you trying to figure out how to break into this and uh, so i started writing white papers i remember i started writing these opinion pieces and the agency thought that that was kind of clever and said so right. like oh maybe you can be in the creative department but it was yeah. some yeah that's so crazy that's awesome yeah do you still see um, is it that the same way with with it now do you still have lots of people kind of coming to you and saying yeah
1: oh i've had it happen this year really? i had it happen this year yeah that's yeah awesome. and and i and i'm you know i just tell them i'm just like like look i mean if you if you if putting together a book is something that just makes you go like, eh, you know, I'm not sure I, you know, I want to go through all that. Then you're never going to make it in this business because of how much you have to go back and redo something or, you know, I mean my, like when I put, after I put together my first book, my first real writing job was at BBDO in LA. And I I got hired by David Lubars, uh, who was creative director at that time. And, and I, uh, went to, uh, drove up to LA. My, my, um, appointment with him was at, my interview with him was at, at, uh, 1130 and I was still sitting in the lobby at, at two o'clock. Oh my God. And I just thought like, Oh my God, he's forgotten about me or this yeah. is like, I, you know, this is, I'm just, you know, caving as i'm sitting there yeah and he, and he finally comes out and his first two words to me are i'm not giving you a job today so i just <laughs> sat there for almost three yeah. hours to be immediately told i'm not getting a job oh, and oh my god so he took me back to his office he went through my book he tore it apart he had like one thing that you know there may be a glimmer of hope for you because of this you yeah. know Do you remember and what it uh was? uh yeah it was like a music school ad that i had written and um and it was like a picture of Rico Kasek and Paulina Poroskova and Lyle Lovett and Julia Roberts, who were married at the time, and yeah. you know, it was just basically. And it said like, practice, practice, practice. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, You know, if you, that's what that's what awaits you if you uh, if you work <laughs> hard. You know, but uh, so I, um, so he basically said like, you know. I want to see, like, a campaign for, like, generic aspirin or something, you know. Mm -hmm. Show me something great on that, you know, and then I'll believe you can do this. And so I really, uh, I took that to heart and I went home that night and I stayed up half the night coming up with a campaign for generic aspirin. And I I comped it really badly myself. Yeah. And I, and this tells you how long ago this was, I faxed it to him.
0: Nice, of course.
1: and, And so it was waiting for him when he got to work the next morning and he uh, uh, called me that afternoon and, and offered me a job. Wow. And I think he really, looking back on it, I think he did it to see if I would go through that. Yeah.
0: You know? Isn't that funny? The, the To be able to, as you've been on both sides of that fence now, and being able to put someone through it just to see if they want to do it, right? If they yep. really have the the hang with it. Because, you know, agencies are late nights. Someone's going to tear apart your work. That's how it happens. Yep. Do you remember the aspirin line? Do you remember I don't. Yeah. I don't.
1: I think I might even still have it somewhere.
0: Probably. I bet you do. I don't remember. Uh, I keep all my work. I for some reason you? I could find. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. But that's awesome. so yeah. That's a great story.
1: Yeah. Thank you. You yeah. land
0: at BBDO and yeah. You know, that, yeah, It's like changed your life. Did you see? Like that's a huge agency.
1: It was. It was. And they, you know, they were doing Apple. Yeah. At the time And and uh, Pioneer car stereos and uh, you know and I, I of course like landed on the Blue Cross Blue Shield account, which was the least fun thing in the agency. Totally. Yeah, and I did that for like a year, and then and then, uh, and then I think uh, we lost some big account, and I was really nervous about getting laid off. Mm-hmm. And at that same time, Ogilvy had consolidated all of, uh, or excuse me, IBM had consolidated all of their advertising to just Ogilvy. Um, which was a big deal at that time. I I mean, they had like 47 agencies globally, and they consolidated everything, consolidated everything to Ogilvy. And, and uh, um, the guy that I was my art director partner uh, when I was putting my book together um, that I had done the bookshop workshop with was working over there, and he called me and said, hey, there's you know all this stuff going on. Would you want to come over here? And so then I went to Ogilvy in L.A. after that.
0: Okay. And, and when you look back on this period, I mean, these are huge agencies, obviously tons of talent. What were the things that you, you learned or took from these experiences? Um, I mean, I, I'm assured this is, you learned how to be a proper copywriter, right? I mean, this is, yeah. This is like yeah. training ground.
1: Yeah, very much so. Very much so. And um, yeah, there was that. Uh, and just, you know, I mean, just, you know, guys that like, I, I'm actually still, still keep in touch with somewhat on over uh, Facebook and stuff, a guy yeah. named Rich Siegel. He was a really great writer. And, uh, um, and I remember he and a guy named Dennis Lim uh, were partners and they were just brutal. They would just, I mean, <laughs> you know, and so the biggest thing I learned was like how to get a thick skin. Yeah. These guys had no qualms. just about telling you how bad you suck <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and would do it in, in like the funniest way. Yeah. So, You know, you're like, you're just being eviscerated, but you're laughing while it's happening. Uh, But yeah, it's just, I mean, I think that was a big part of it is just learning, you know, learning how to get a thick skin.
0: Yeah. So did did you see how like mentors like that helped, you know, helped you grow? And then you can, do you look at yourself now and say like, oh my God, I'm passing this exact thing on or.
1: Yeah, I I think I'm probably.
0: (laughs) Not quite that (laughs) eviscerated. Yeah, not
1: quite. (laughs) Um, I don't think that's in my nature to be quite that brutal, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I certainly, you know, I learned a lot and I learned the value of the tough love thing. And
0: it's funny, I read you know, that and, David Ogilvy book. I had no idea how to write or what advertising writing was all about. I read that book and, and it's from the sixties. It's like, it's these, all those famous Volkswagen ads and very much long copy and headlines. But the way that that book took you through conceptual thinking and marrying visuals and, and headlines and just the basics. It's like I look back on that and the, the tone of voice, his tone of voice, this like all knowing sort of thing, you know, it's it still holds up really well today. I mean, that's kind of where I learned how to do it. And yep. I can't imagine I'm sure that was just all over the walls there. And just like It was, yeah,
1: for sure. For was, sure. He,
0: was he still alive when you were there?
1: Uh, no, I don't think so, or if he was, he might have been, but he was like living in like the south of France at that, you know, he's (laughs) he had the good life, yeah. He was just like coming in and you know, and like, how much money did I make today, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but he, I think he might have been around, but it wasn't long after that that he passed away, all
0: right. So, how did you get to St. Louis? And this is, yeah, yeah, I mean, is there,
1: (laughs) there is, yeah, uh, so, um. Uh, it actually goes back to Lawrence. Two okay. of the guys that I had uh, gone to high school with were Keith and Eric Tilford, yeah. who started Core. So they're
0: Lawrence boys too. They are. I'll check they are. that out. Yeah,
1: their dad was the uh, the choir teacher at uh, at Lawrence High School oh when we gosh. were there. Wow, yeah. wow. Yeah, and um, that's amazing. So I knew those guys, and I hadn't really. I had, you know, I would like sort of see them when I would go into town, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit and then I didn't I didn't realize they had gotten into advertising and I didn't know they were in St. Louis but I I think I like saw keith at christmas time it's like yeah that's a, like a lawrence thing is yeah. you know there's like one bar where everybody's going to be you know at, at, at christmas eve you know or something like that yeah. so so i uh, uh happened to see him and he told me what was going on he had been at they were at tbwa Chayette in st louis and and uh, so we ended up kind of connecting after that and then they said like hey we're going to start our own thing and and uh, would you want to move out here and and do it and at that time, I had I had been spending a lot of time in New York at Ogilvy, New York, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I and and Rick Boyko had offered me a job to come to New York full time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had sort of like on the one hand this you know come to New York, yeah. at Ogilvy or or go to, go to St, St. Louis, Louis. Which, which is not the advertising mecca no. of the world to a to a little startup that that nobody had, you know, like nobody knew what the hell.
0: Yeah, two you dudes know. I went to high school with.
1: Yeah, right, right. You know, and so I and I of course, you know, most of my friends are like, you're gonna fall off the face of the earth, you know? <laughs> and uh uh and so I um uh but I actually went in to talk to Rick Boyko about it. Yeah. And he was he was great. I really I always liked him. And so and he, I've
0: heard that yeah. name before. Is he Yeah. A bit, he, he was be. like
1: he no. was like the he was like the chief creative officer yeah. at the you okay. know in the in the nineties. and okay. and uh and then later on went and taught it, I think really started the VCU ad program gotcha. or had a big hand in that. Wow. Um, but I went in and talked to him about like sort of having these two things and, and, uh, and he was so great. He said, go do it. He said, go to St. Louis and do it. He said, you know, you can do this and you know, you can work in a big agency and you'll always have that opportunity. And he said, if it doesn't work out, I'll hire you back. Wow. So, you know, so that was great. It like gave me like this sort of confidence in the safety net. Yeah. Uh, to do it. And I, and so I, I did that. I, I went and, uh, moved to St. Louis and, uh, which was a, you know, big cultural change from LA and New York, yes. and, uh, you know, in, in that regard. And, um, but I'm, I mean, I'm really glad I did because that ended up being a, a real, uh, boost for my career. Oddly enough, you yeah. know, um, uh, that, that place really was pretty special for a long time.
0: so, so, that's there's a couple great things to pull out of there. Rick's taking you in and sort of looking because I think as creative leaders, we are all trying to help our people become find their journey and find their path in creativity. And for him to like n- tell you to go do this thing, right, as opposed to some boss that talks shit yeah. on you or yeah, or, you like, know,
1: making the biggest mistake, you yeah. Made yeah yeah and I and I wondered I actually never talked to him about this but uh um but I wondered if like he had maybe had that opportunity at some point and passed it up you know and thought like you know gosh you know maybe Mm -hmm. I wish I would have you know maybe I could have taken a different path or something like that but yeah I mean it was it was very it was very kind of him and, and and you know we ended up being a part of that whole syndicate thing later on, where Ogilvy was sort of tapping like some small creative shops, mm-hmm. like uh, Grant Scott and Hurley, and, and uh, which I don't think is around anymore, um, uh, Vitro Robertson, Wong Duty, us yeah. uh, at Core, you know, mm-hmm. and so we ended up sort of you know working with him uh, you know in some capacity later on. And oh, well, that's
0: cool. Yeah, so it all kind of came full circle.
1: It did, yeah, for sure.
0: So you land in St. Louis, and where do you live in St. Louis?
1: Uh, you know, I uh, um, I lived, I lived uh, in uh, uh, um, oh gosh, what's the place just south of downtown Lafayette Square? Yeah, that's
0: cool. That's what? where I live right now. That's cool. Is that where'd right? you, Yeah, yeah. Where, where'd you live? I West lived Street?
1: off of uh, Kennett, I think. Yeah. Place, yeah. That's I lived awesome. A little, a little uh, it was like a little infill condo thing,
0: but, but oh, I did yeah, that. I know exactly where you lived. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then uh, and then uh, Eric Tilford at one point bought this old fire station uh in midtown and and renovated it and i and i had helped him just kind of like you know clean it out and mm-hmm. do some stuff there and it just i totally got the bug for that and uh and so i ended up buying an old auto parts warehouse in midtown right at Compton and Locust
0: wow
1: yeah and uh and it was like this 11,000 square foot building and i had that was the great thing about St. Louis yeah. is like you Buy something and it was reasonable, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think I bought you that. You can
0: still kind of do that here. Yeah, yeah. Like right. bought that
1: building and two empty lots next to it. Wow. Like $80,000. It was something completely ludicrous because right. this was like in 99, I think. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and you know so the like the whole downtown Renaissance was still sort of in its infancy and,
0: yeah. and midtown I, I mean that area is still just now kind of turned oh yeah. yeah
1: no it was it was it was rough when I lived there yeah. i mean it, it was uh it was really rough but but I had this great pad there and I loved it, I That's mean, it cool. was, so you it, moved
0: into that building
1: I did I did and yeah <laughs> and you know. And, uh, uh, yeah, and it, it was, uh, it, is it was just
0: a big open warehouse or a big loft thing. Either? Yeah, it
1: was what? like, it was like two floors and each of them were 5,500 square feet. So I like lived on the, <laughs>
0: uh,
1: I lived on the second floor and I had the first floor available as commercial space, but I was so early in getting in there that, yeah. you know, nobody was going to move in there and put a business there. Uh, but, uh, I did. And it is so funny because, uh, like my bedroom was 1800 square feet. <laughs> And I, when I later moved to Boston, my house was not that big. You right, know, right. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was awesome though. I mean, that yeah. was the great thing about being in, in St. Louis, especially at that time, is just you had all you know these people just doing cool stuff like that. And, That's awesome. Yeah, it was
0: neat. So you get here. Your uh, what? Do you remember what employee number you were at Core? Were you pretty early on when they were starting uh, this?
1: I was the so there were there were four partners at Core, and I was the second employee after John Dames.
0: Oh, cool. Okay, because that's funny. I was, I've heard of obviously there's lots of mythology around Core, and everyone I talk to about it, I learn like you hear little different stories or whatever just about the uh, way that this agency operated, Mm -hmm. Um, and the way that I got into it was that I ended up working with a lot of the people afterwards in my creative you know, journeys around town and every single one of them was amazing. And I'm like, and then you put it all together and you're like, wow, all you guys are at the same place at the same time. And then yeah. you start hearing these stories. <laughs> so I'd love to hear, yeah, just your experience of working there. Do you remember like great work that you did or just things sure. that like changed the way you thought of all this?
1: Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that, that one thing was that, um, I, I, the, first of all, it was intense. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, those guys were just, uh, hell-bent on success. And and so it was really the awesome. The two brothers, the Telford brothers. Yeah. All right. yeah. And, and, just everybody. And, uh, yeah, everybody was. And and uh, um, so, like, uh, Mark Kempter and JC Dillon were the two other partners. And, mm-hmm. and you know, like, my experience being in a large agency up to that point is, like, I had never been around really great account people. Mm-hmm. Um, and these, you know, Keith and Mark and JC were all just just nails as account people and actually right. one of my business partners now at Grenadier is Jeff Graham who was like I think the guy hired right after me at core oh, Wow uh, and and he is you know my one of my favorite account people ever yeah. and, 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 when, what, and
0: did you, what did you notice about that like what is the just they, they you know, well they, was they was were it? they
1: were creative account guys yeah. I mean they were guys that like they were account guys that loved creative mm-hmm. and and really fought for it and really demanded it. Of you yeah. you know, they really did. And, and so um, it, you know, I had never seen that I had never seen, you know, account people that were, you know, as into doing cool stuff as the creatives were. And uh, so it was great. It was really awesome.
0: That's cool. So you get there and immediately, you, which is, yeah, I would assume at big agencies and we've all worked you know, where account people are just the voice of the client, or they're not into it, or it's just a job or whatever, right? Yeah, and, and
1: well, and I think that, you know... And, mailing and, it and,
0: in too much? Yeah, or who knows. well,
1: I mean, I think, you know, I was really looking at it through a young man's eyes at that point. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, not realizing what, like, somebody in a big agency, what, as an account person, what they're up against and and just you know like the pressures that they're under Mm -hmm. and i think that was one thing is that um it sort of made me appreciate the freedoms that we had at at an agency the size of core and uh um so i mean but like like you know one of my first campaigns i think was for winchester ammunition Mm -hmm. and uh um and just really, you know, and that was like where I really became like a method ad guy where it was like, you know, <laughs> I learned to hunt. I learned to hunt so I didn't sound like, you know, like yeah. a, you know, uh, uh, a total fake when I was writing about that stuff. And and uh, so it was like that. And it was, uh, you know, uh, Zebco fishing reels mm-hmm. and panos. Yeah, you went out and fished? Start. Yeah, yeah. And, and luckily, you know, Kempter is like a, a total hunter-fisherman. So, I mean, it was great. You know, I learned a lot. From him, and, and he was like our sort of our bullshit meter on on anything that we wrote. You know, that yeah, was yeah. what it was like. Would really, you know, pass muster with with that, you know, subculture and that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Did you guys find that there that everybody sort of helped everyone creative direct shit and, and totally open and honest about what sucked, what didn't. What yeah. Well.
1: Yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. It was very. It was very uh, um, flat in that regard. I mean, everybody. Yeah. I mean, everybody sort of could jump in and say you know what they felt needed to be said and, and it was great I mean there was um, I think it it led to a, a lot of good stuff and I think just the fact that like as you know a small startup agency in St. Louis Missouri you know getting in CA and getting in the one show and 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 being in graphese magazine mm-hmm. featuring graphese and things like that um, I, I just think that was, you know, a pretty, uh, that was a pretty great, you know, um, just a, a, a pretty cool thing, yeah. you know, uh, to get that kind of recognition out of what, you know, most people would consider nowhere.
0: Yeah. Th- yeah. And it's funny, the, you, every, you know, if you don't know everyone or a lot of people there have the tattoo, you have the tattoo. I do. I which do, says yeah. a lot. <laughs> Yeah, there's yeah. a certain level of commitment. Yeah, I was just
1: I was just, uh, I was just out with a bunch of friends uh, doing a lake trip this past weekend because a bunch of my high school buddies we all turned fifty this year. Yeah, and so I'm out at the lake and you know and somebody saw my tattoo and they said, "Do you feel like an asshole for having that now? You know, because you're like you're no longer yeah, work there. Yeah. The place is no longer around." And and I don't feel that way actually. I think it's like it's it's a it, there's a lot of a lot of good and and uh, painful lessons about, you know, from that place. And, and I think it's just a good reminder. Yeah. It's very, it's very grounding to have that, you know?
0: Yeah. So it's not, it's funny. So I'm thinking to myself, here's all these amazing, talented people in a very small, small place with, and the, the way that I read it is we're, we want clients that want to do great work with us. And if clients aren't on board with us, that's cool. They don't need to be our clients. Right. So there's this incredible ethos of doing great work but then i'm sure there's also the downside of that and just you know where the train goes off the tracks or the car gets off the cliff and we have a car crash just because of who, just because of the combustible personalities there.
1: Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. I mean, there was, yeah, there was, a, there was a lot of you know, like fuses and yeah, yeah
0: and it, all that kind of
1: stuff always yeah. flying around. That's fine. Um, but yeah, but I mean, but but it was, but I mean, it was. I mean, I think, I think you know, looking back on it, we were, we were probably, you know overly militant about a lot of that with clients. And I, I mean, we used to, we used to talk about people, you know, clients having core fatigue, which was just like, you know, we basically would just <laughs> argue them into submission. Yeah. You know? And okay. I think finally they just like, you know what, fuck these guys, you know, yeah. Yeah. we're going to go somewhere else. Cause I'm tired of arguing about yeah. like a headline or, you know, something yeah. like
0: that. Yeah. God, that's funny. I, I love it. And And so the lessons you take away from there, and it's funny, John has sort of a perspective on that too, just, and it sounds like you, you just get a little, it's not, you become more mellow, you just sort of get a perspective of it all, I guess, or something. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I, I mean, I think it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's not the greatest you know, business model in the world.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ultimately, (laughs) we're trying to make money.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, as far as sustaining yourself, you know, I I think that, that, uh, you know, it was, uh, uh, but I, I, and I think it's like the only, you know, it's like you had to be in your twenties to have that attitude and that kind of thing. It's, you know, uh, I think you just get older and you just, you know, and you start to look at like, you know, what am I fighting for here? And, uh, um, funny. Yeah, yeah, just you know, all kinds of stuff.
0: I love it. So, tell me, was there any specific a couple of pieces of work out of there that you're like, "Oh, that was amazing. We did this and it was amazing."
1: Yeah, I mean, um well, I think that that um uh you know, the stuff that um oh man, well, that we did uh we did some stuff for Epiphone guitars that I really loved. Mm-hmm. That I thought was really nice work and really different work. Um, I love the stuff we did for Panos Auto Development, which was like these little small, this little small volume car manufacturer in outside of Atlanta, and did some nice stuff for that. You know, it's funny. I mean, we were like, I think you know, we were great at print, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I think that um, um, uh, we. Didn't do TV that well, you know, and I I think it was just because like none of us like we were just all sort of learning, and Mm -hmm. you didn't have that like you know you weren't in a big agency where you know you had people that had been just done it and done it and done it, yeah, yeah. and just like could just show you like you know like you know here's where you know here's where that's good and here's where that's bad and and so I you know I mean we ended up doing some I think some good video stuff and I think it was always like visually really interesting but. I don't think we did great conceptual television. television.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And did you ultimately become good at that? Did you, did you do that at Algovie or did you, have you No, I, moved I, on I, and done that?
1: Yeah. I really had to learn that after core, which was interesting because like at that point, like I was at core for 10 years. Yeah.
0: That's a long so, run.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. And, for, and, yeah. uh, and it was, and I was sort of late, like late in my career to be learning how to do television. So yeah. I had a lot to, a lot to make up and, and I and uh, so um, I feel like especially like comedy dialogue television. You yeah. Know? Um, I uh, you know I was sort of a you know behind the curve on, on learning that stuff. But yeah. uh, but I think you know I've since done some stuff that I like and I've been you know I've been a part of some stuff that I'm proud of. Uh, in, in that a, regard. That's
0: funny. And you know, like, yeah, because you guys are probably didn't work for AB. It didn't, you know, one of the agencies in town that didn't, which everyone no, else did. And that yeah. was the ultimate mm. comedy writing, you know, yeah. bumper on mm. the end. Let's test right. 50 of them. And, yep. you know, exactly. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah. And every agency in town, I, yeah, because I remember people, yeah, the, the jealousy, not, it wasn't jealousy, just friendly jealousy of core guys, I guess, or whatever. And I got here a little late to the scene, but I just sort of sensed that from the oh, I, well, I, teams think, to I town think, or whatever.
1: Yeah, and I think we were probably pretty arrogant. Yeah,
0: too. So, <laughs> fair enough. It all went together. <laughs>
1: so, you know, I mean, and, and I think that's again, like, you know, you're in your, you know, you're, you know, you're in your, I was in my yeah. know, late 20s when I went there, but like, you're you know. indestructible, yeah, baby. The, you're cocky. Yeah, exactly. We're the, you know, I, but it's sort of, you know,
0: uh, so so uh, you uh, just, you've got this giant warehouse. You're living yep, in that core. Yep. Core. I assume it after 10 years it sort of falls apart. We got that story from John.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually left before that. I actually okay.
0: Left. You jumped out beforehand. Yeah. I and left you in O5. Went to Arnold. Is that what? I, I did. Yeah. I went across town to Arnold, which and, and, is a, was a great shop at the time. Yeah.
1: Right? And, yeah. They had Jack Daniels, and and I yeah, went and worked with
0: Jack forever. Daniels.
1: Yeah, and, uh, um, and Mark Ray was the creative director there, who's a wonderful human being and somebody I still keep in touch with. Okay, and Where's he uh, at? He is actually owns an agency in Portland, Oregon called North. Nice. And, uh, and they do some really nice stuff uh, for uh, a bunch of different clients. So I think they do Keen Shoes. So and- nice. And, uh, they, they got a big, uh, one of the big micro brews recently, but yeah, he's great. He's a wonderful guy and he just, you know, and, and I was sort of getting restless and, and, uh, um, and had been restless for some time. And so he and I just started talking and then, and then he had, uh, uh, said like, Hey, there's a spot here if you want to come over here. And so I took him up on it and, um, and was there for, you know, it was funny. I think I was there for about two years and then, and then, Like, um, I was trying to think, might have even been less than that, but somewhere around that time, uh, Arnold in Boston lost Volkswagen and they started, uh, consolidating, you know, their, they had like a Rochester, New York office that they, you know, Mm -hmm. shuttered and a DC office and, and the St. Louis office. And, and so, you know, it was, it was actually ended up being a very good thing for me because, um, guys like dave swain and michael smith who were the guys that did the frogs at, mm-hmm. you know and who were you know super talented guys yeah um dave you know, swain
0: but, actually has a shop in lafayette yeah corner, right? i know cool, i heard, cool heard swing, that right around the corner which is yeah cool.
1: i heard that yeah and those guys they didn't want to leave you know they were they were sort of they were like st louis guys and yeah. they didn't want to go and and i don't think uh uh mark ray really wanted to either i think he was kind of like well all right, I'm going to have to leave St. Louis. And if I'm going to have to leave is Boston, where I want to go. And yeah. so it was sort of like that, you know, like where, um, you know, like you see that, that line of soldiers and they say who volunteers and everybody takes a step backwards. Yeah. But one guy. <laughs> Thank you.
0: I was, yeah, I you're was that going, guy. Were you not married yet? So you're, I uh, I was, I was, uh, you Just, know, that's
1: a whole other.
0: Did you meet your wife in St. Louis? I did. I okay. did.
1: It's a whole other like whole crazy other thing. story. All right. It's a whole other crazy story that I won't, I won't get into, but yeah, so my, but my wife and I, um, uh, uh, I did meet my wife there, but I did not, uh, I didn't, well, I did marry her in St. Louis too. Okay. Um, but, um, but yeah, we had this whole, my wife is Chinese and from China and She's... we had a whole like international incident thing going on. Wow. With that. Yeah. Like State Department international, or yeah, like like uh, like um, uh, you know, she uh, couldn't get back into the states, and and gotcha. um, and uh, we uh, yeah, it was just it was crazy, this and was like a saga. Uh, yeah, and we ended up like um, uh, we ended up getting pregnant before while while we were engaged. And uh, I had to, like, live in Singapore for a summer so we could deliver our song.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: But it was, it was so serendipitous because we were, like, launching Jack Daniels in China at that time. Oh, wow. So I ended up spending a bunch of time in Asia anyway. And so it was, like, very, like, you know, that somebody. Kind of worked up. Yeah, angel on my shoulder type stuff. Wow. But, uh, but yeah, so, so anyway, so, like, um, uh, so basically they were going to move the, you know, they were, going you know, to shutter the St. Louis office and they wanted to, they needed somebody that had been on the account to transition it mm-hmm. to, uh, to Boston. And that ended up being Steve Swanson, who was a really good account guy, uh, that was working there. Um, and myself.
0: Gotcha. So you moved to Boston.
1: I moved to Boston and there was other people too that there was a couple of creative teams that moved and, and some other folks. But, uh, so I moved to Boston and, uh, uh, and, you know, worked at Arnold worldwide, which was great. Um, great experience there. And, uh, had, uh, you know, just, um, really, really, they were, I mean, it was the people there were awesome. Pete Favat was our creative director and he was very good to me. He was, you know, he came to St. Louis and fortunately was a, core fan and you know so
0: yeah that <laughs> so, all worked out like i'll take you come on up yeah oh, that's cool
1: <laughs> so yeah, so, are yeah. You, and
0: you, are you a creative director at this point or what's your title
1: i was i that i was a creative director when i went to arnold in okay. st louis and uh yeah, but, gotcha. but feeling like um uh but then became sort of like the group creative director mm-hmm. jack daniels when i moved to boston that's cool and so, uh,
0: yeah I, boo's good worked i love working on boo's i worked on I love, yeah booth.
1: oh yeah the thing that was brutal though is like the guys are the clients yeah their tolerance is
0: off the charts. That's funny.
1: Like, like everything those guys do is centered around having a drink, yeah. and so you'd be out with them, and, and like I would just be like, I'm like I can't even see straight, and they just they're you know they're like juggling and driving a car at the same time, you know they're like it's insane.
0: That's funny. So you have a whole new appreciation for whiskey. I do. I do. Yeah, where it came thing. from, all the all the grains and the distilling yeah. process, and yeah. And funny. I still. How I much we know about this? Good, yeah. S- still drink it. That's good. Yeah. Still a fan. Yeah. So at some point, you said, "All right, I'm done with this. I'm going to start my own thing."
1: Yeah, and, I did. Well, and so how'd first, you do this? Well, so I mean, I, I, uh, I actually got laid off at Arnold in '09. Okay, uh, so uh, been know, laid off. Yeah. So I mean, and I, I actually felt lucky in some ways is because they started laying people off in like '08. And, you know, because the industry just yes. got hit so hard. Yes. And I sort of made it to the end of 09. And, um, uh, and so, uh, yeah, um, that was,
0: that was kind of, I, I, we laid off, I was the, uh, ECD at Momentum and we had to lay off, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 people. Yeah. And, I mean, it was everybody, right?
1: Oh, yeah. And, and, I mean, that was we, the time. Yeah. And this was like round five. Yeah. Round f- oh, my God, I
0: got to remember that. Yeah. Awful. That
1: was, I was brutal. brutal. And, uh, so, yeah. And so I, uh, freelancing and which was great. Yeah. Did I, okay. Uh, and, uh, uh, and I was very fortunate to, uh, I, you kind of find out, you know, if you're a likable person or an asshole in this business when you start freelancing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like who's going to hire you? And I actually was very fortunate yeah. that I, I got jobs very, you know, pretty quickly. And, uh, and so I did that for a while and then I got, uh, uh, an offer from this little agency in in uh, Boulder mm-hmm. uh, called SRG. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I came out to, uh, you know, talk to them. And, I you know, it was just sort of one of those classic, like, you know, we want to be a great creative agency. And it's like, okay, it sounds great. You know? And mm-hmm. so I went there and it's sort of like you need to do this, this, and this. And, but we don't want to do any of those things. <laughs> you know, and it's just like it's that just like age-old uh, advertising story of, yep. you know, uh, I'm gonna go turn a place around. No, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, you know, and change so I was, is hard,
0: man. It is.
1: It is, and and I think the hard I think the hard part for that particular place was one was that it was not founded or started by anybody who was like a creative or someone who really loved creative yeah, in advertising. Yeah. And so it wasn't like in their DNA anywhere. And I think that you know um, even like when you see large agencies you know trying to turn that aircraft carrier,
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: somewhere in the lineage was a great creative Mm -hmm. and uh so um uh funny yeah
0: and and, you know it's always it's always funny that that question when you talk to people at agencies is this account led or is this creative led as if we understand it it's not specific to account people or whatever but you sort of get what the ethos is right yeah right
1: yeah like like are you you know do you are you are you here to do great work or you know are you here purely to make money yeah Keep keep clients and, yeah. and and there's you know look there's nothing wrong with either one of them. No, places, you know it's just what what kind of place do you want to be in?
0: I've always had faith, and I think you have to develop this. I guess and as an account person, just. Seeing you know how big agencies operate, the margins they have to make, and you know here's how their business works, and you totally respect that. But at some point, you have to turn over that great work will get you there, right? Yeah, yeah, or right. something like that. I don't know. There's just this yeah. thing where all <laughs> I can worry about is this thing.
1: Right, and I think you have to believe that. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I think the, the the trick is is finding clients that believe that too. Yeah. Um, on on some level. You yeah. Know? That they, know that they value it enough to want to do it.
0: So, and how do you, because that is it for clients. It's very hard to see that or have faith in that within this world of metrics and numbers and ROI. And I look at I look at all this stuff, and again, you have all this respect for these these ways to measure things. And then on the flip side, you're like, I don't know if what we're measuring is going to sell more whiskey, beer, or any of your project product. And it is this emotional connection you make that's going to make the thing happen, right? (laughs)
1: yeah yeah and i think i think we're we're at a time right now where the pendulum is clearly in the you know data and numbers camp yeah you know um and and i think that um you know that's it's a hard it's a hard place to be Mm -hmm. um for for a creative because um it feels like i think to a lot of creatives i think this is always sort of an underlying thing but but i think you know it's more true now that i think creatives feel undervalued Mm -hmm. um um, because it's sort of like, well, yeah, but I have this spreadsheet that says, you know, that uh, you know, this is what works or, or whatever. And you know, it's. I, I think that there's, you know, I, I still believe that that there is. Um, uh, it's what you make people feel that ultimately matters, um, and and if you make them feel good about your brand that they will engage with your brand and buy your brand and, and do all that stuff. Um, um, you know, uh, and I think it's just, you know, it's, I think we'll see that pendulum eventually swing back the other yeah. way. It's, it, you know, it's, it's always going to be the ebb and flow of, sure of that, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, data and numbers are a really safe place to be. Right. And mm-hmm. it, it's yeah. hard to step out there and understand yeah. that. emotional <laughs> Yeah
1: well I think I think like I you know I just had like a a meeting in the last couple of weeks where you know we were talking about testing a couple of different campaigns and and I you know one of the clients on the phone said well we'll let the we'll let the consumer decide and mm-hmm. and I just thought like you know, I said, okay, but you know don't but you know don't you want don't you I mean, isn't that your value as a as a client is to yeah. you know have you know like you know what what does your gut say yeah. you know uh, you know that that kind of thing, so you know uh it's it's a, it's a it's a strange time in a lot of ways mm-hmm. to be to be in our business
0: so you are out in in Boulder at least you're in boulder, so that's a good thing
1: that is a good thing well so you know part of that I, it's funny i mean i I think that again sort of like that serendipity thing but mm-hmm. You know, I, you know my partner Jeff Graham was at Crispin as was an account guy at Crispin okay. when I got here, and and I did the I did the SRG thing for like two years and kind of just really said, okay, this isn't you know this isn't this, you know at some point you just go these people don't want what I do yeah, you know? yeah. So fair like, enough you know? I do this
0: thing and you guys do this thing it's cool yeah.
1: and yeah and and I think that it's like and look they they are they're successful doing what they're doing so yeah. it's not yeah. like I can You're sit right. here and say you know. Uh, uh, they're wrong yep. you know but i said like you know this isn't you know this isn't what i want to be doing and mm-hmm. so i talked to uh, graham and, and he and i had always thought one day we would do something together and, and so we got him and a couple other people and and uh started our own thing
0: and it was called grenadier
1: grenadier yeah, yeah that's yeah. cool
0: where'd you guys get that
1: you know i this is really embarrassing the account guy came up with the name <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, and it just you know so it's like because we're you know they're, we, they're
0: a small fighting something yeah they're like fighters well, so, so, of the Revolutionary yeah. War or something
1: yeah it was like basically they were they were soldiers back in like the British soldiers back in like the 1700s okay and the the thing about them was is that like the Grenadier Guards were like the most senior guys and I think one of the things we wanted to do as a small agency starting out is that we like doing the work you know and mm-hmm. I think that. And when you get into a larger agency, what you see is you're going to meet the senior people in the meeting and then you're never going to see them again because yeah. all the juniors and interns are going to be working on the business. That's and funny. So, yeah, so we thought, like, you know, we, we want to be doing the work. And, and so, uh, you know, we just felt like that was a great name because of that story of those guys. It was like they were on the front lines, but they were the most senior soldiers. That's cool. Yeah. So, so it's yeah. like
0: yeah, it's like the Navy SEALs of the 1700s. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I yeah. like that. Yeah. So you guys do the work. You're still you're doing the See, work. You're a happy man doing the yeah. work.
1: Yeah, yeah, for the most part. You know, I mean, there's still you know, I, you know, like I wouldn't be a advertising creative if I didn't bitch constantly about something. Totally. But uh, you know, <laughs> that's your prerogative, <laughs> but, uh, my friend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, but so uh, yeah, we do, and uh, you know, we have we have a couple of we have a creative team here as well. But uh, but yeah, but like you know, my art director partner Randy and I were you know cranking it out and, and, and doing stuff and it's you know it's good it, I, I think it's good as a creative no matter what level you get to to sort of exercise that muscle you yeah, know right
0: no, absolutely what yeah. is that uh, what are you guys really good at like what's your what's your thing
1: uh, i think i think we do video stuff really well mm-hmm. um you know, i think uh, uh i think we just you know we're good at doing good smart ideas that you know that uh uh that People like and they're are, you know and uh, have fun with. What's, know, and so. what's
0: the culture like there? What's it? What's a day there like? I mean, is it yeah. pretty flat or is it pretty? You know, what are you guys?
1: Um, I mean, it's you know uh, you know, we so, you know when my partner Jeff was at uh, Crispin, mm-hmm. he basically you know like, I think I think every account person we have is from Crispin. Okay. I and what's it, that uh,
0: place like? I mean, that's a well, legendary is, it's, 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 place, right?
1: Oh yeah, I mean I I I. I I have not worked there, but yeah. uh, but you know, I mean, they've certainly done some phenomenal work, and and uh, and um, they uh, you know they're a pretty intense place, and so we I mean our our account folks here are just crackerjack, they're just they're yeah. they're great, and they're really from that mold that I talked about with mm-hmm. you know being at Core yes. and where where Jeff learned you yeah. know. Um, but I, you know, I mean, like a, a day here is just, you know, I mean, just getting the work done and having fun doing it, and, and uh, you know, a lot of a lot of shit giving going on, and, and uh, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it really, I mean, because we really started, you know, with, with one client, you know, with Fruit Two O, and which was owned by Sunny D, and then okay. eventually got Sunny D, and then and then lost Sunny D because they got sold to a private equity firm. Wow. You know, so that was then, uh, Isn't that crazy,
0: uh, like all uh, of a sudden you're just, like working on yeah, something just, like, yeah, like, it's
1: just one of those things where it's just like, you know, it's where it's a, just like your, your fate is yeah. so where it's not
0: in your hands. <laughs> uh, oh man, that happens a lot. Where yeah. Like, what do you mean you sold to private equity firm? What is that all about? Yeah. Right. Right. And exactly. And we're getting fired because of it. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. God. It was just like one of those things where they came in and immediately like cut all the advertising and. Yeah. And so, you know, that was, that was that. So but, how, and um,
0: how long has Grenadier been going?
1: It'll be four years in August.
0: Nice. Congratulations. Uh, yeah. Oh,
1: so, fun. yeah, it's good. It's good. And we, we have this like relationship with Barclay out of Kansas City yeah. where they, you know, they sort of helped us get off the ground and own part of us. And really that was, cool. that was sort of um, uh, the impetus of that was part of it was just going to those guys because they're a 50 year old independent yeah. agency. Saying like, how do you become a fifty-year-old independent agency? But some of it too was that when we were at Core, you know, we were like, the, we were the first agency for Panera Bread. Wow. And yeah, and uh, um, and you know, right when those women Panera was really you know taken off, mm-hmm. and and it was you know basically they came to us one day and said, you know, we're you know we're growing too fast you know, for you guys, and we're going to go, you know, work with TBWA at Day in L.A. Right. <laughs> we were just too completely flat-footed, you know, like right. it hadn't even occurred to us.
0: Like, that this to, kid was a possibility.
1: Like, yeah, or, just, or to even court these people and yeah. be like, hey, you're growing. What, you know, what could we do as an agency to grow with you, you know? It's just like, you know, yeah. we were just like sort of probably pay, playing a video game or something, yeah, you know? Totally. And, uh, and, uh, uh, and so one of the things about doing the Barclay thing was just not to have that happen to us and yeah. to be able to, you know, uh, scale up when we need to and, and be lean when we don't. Um, That's true. and that, and yeah, and it's been a really good business model for us. It really has worked out well.
0: So yeah, align yourself with the agency you respect. That's interesting. They were, they were like the people when I was in college, they would come and speak, you yeah, know, right? in my exactly. advertising class or journalism That's classes, right. they've been yeah. around forever okay. Yeah, for and still uh, have a great name, right? I mean, like you still yeah. hear, they seem pretty uh, vital, pretty you know.
1: Oh, they're they're doing good. I mean, they're 350 people, That's and incredible. they have Dairy Queen and mm-hmm. Spirit Airlines and uh, some of the Hershey's business. And I mean, they they have yeah, they they do really well.
0: That's cool. Yeah. Um, so in Boulder, what's the scene like there? What's what's it like? I mean, in comparison to the other places you've worked.
1: Oh, well, I mean, Boulder in general is just, uh, it's very laid back and mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's like, um, you know, people, you know, we're not, we're not quite that way Are here. You a hippie? Like, Are you a freaking hippie? No no, 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 no. You're not. Yeah. No, but, but like, but what it is is like, you know, I mean, guys taken off to go mountain bike riding yeah. in the middle of the day and, you know, and like, you know, I mean, like if you go down to TDA, like, you know, you walk in and they've got bike racks on the wall, yeah. you know, and, uh, and, and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's very much like, you know, lifestyle. Uh, there's a, there's certainly a bolder lifestyle that's front and center, yeah. you know, to be in here. And it's, I mean, it's just, but it's a phenomenal place. I mean, to live, it's just, it's yeah. one of the most beautiful places on yeah. earth. And, uh, and it, you know, it, you, you, it's easy to get caught up in the outdoor lifestyle here. It's great.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So you enjoy it.
1: I do very much.
0: Do you, do you take the ten-hour ride from Boulder to Lawrence? I've done that fifty times in my You know what?
1: Life. I just did that uh, about five weeks ago. Yeah, weeks ago, and it was, uh, you know, it's it's so it's like I always say, it's like you know that, that ten hours is the longest two weeks of your life. You know, because <laughs> totally. like Western Kansas <laughs> is just so it's such a purgatory. Yeah. You know, uh, and it just feels like it just never ends. Uh, yeah
0: cool all right my friend well i don't know is there anything else anything we didn't cover i I just yeah that was awesome yeah it was enjoyable to hear all about that
1: thank you well i appreciate you uh you asking me to do this it was a lot of fun and and uh yeah i was i was i saw the the one that john did uh Mm -hmm couple of weeks back and uh and that was great it was uh, certainly brought back a, a lot of memories of working with him he's such a he's such a good dude and one of the funniest people you'll ever meet I in know. your life
0: he is you know? and he, yeah, his work is stellar i love him he's such yeah. a good good creative yeah guy. he's
1: he's ridiculously talented yeah. i mean that was that was uh you know one of the one of the real blessings about working at that place is the art directors, Mark Arnold, John Arnold, Eric Tilford, you know, Brian Rolls, who's a partner at 72 and Sunny. you know, was an art director at core. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I mean, so we had like some really, you yeah, know, crazy good, talent, good people coming out of there. Todd Mitchell, who was a writer that uh, worked there, who's now freelancing in Boston and, and, uh, who's just, uh, yeah, that guy would write stuff that I would just be like, I'm I give up, you know, like, <laughs> that's it like you surround
0: yourself with people that are better than you it's like that's the best way to do it because it's just you learn so much and it, it's, you got to raise your game. You know, I mean, it's, we're in that business where, you know, you're, everyone's pitching to get that one spot, right. To get in the book or to get on the pitch or to get the TV spots on or whatever it is. Yep. It's great to work with awesome talent. That's awesome. Well, exactly. it sounds like you've had, you've had a great journey in Boulder with your own shop. Congratulations. Awesome to talk to you. Thank you, sir. Wait, I appreciate it. And right, uh, yeah. I'll send you a note when I post this.
1: All right, man. Thanks so much.
0: Thank you. Take care. All right. Bye bye.